You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm your hostess, Celeste A. Frazier. Today we'll be talking about the Father in the Father. During this celebratory week of fathers, it's good to know what a real daddy is and how it shows up. He, that is. Or she. Stay tuned. Well, today's episode is the father in the father. So, of course, when I'm speaking about the father that's within, I'm speaking about the presence. Jehovah, Allah, God, the source, the substance, the great spirit, whatever name that you call it, the first cause, the I am. This is what I'm speaking about when I talk about the father in the father. And please forgive me for my gender references. For the most part, I'm going to be using the old traditional gender applications with regard to the first part of this. But I want us to look at biblical scripture as reference points, and I'll bring in some other things as well. You are the light of the world, is what it says in scripture. What does that mean? We humans are like the candle of the Lord. Lord means law. Law is the activity of spirit that puts everything into motion so that we have form and effects and all of these things that we're navigating through in the physical plane. So you are the light of the world. Humans are the candle of the Lord. So we are the product of this light. Now, the very first episode was the inner light. So the light obviously is the divine energy, the the spirit, the essence what I call God. And so just like a candle, our lights have to be kept trim. How do we keep our light trim? Well, just like anything, you have to give it your attention. And so for me, that's remembering what I know is a truth, a spiritual principle. What I know when I'm not in separation, what I know when I'm not in fear That's how I keep my wick trim is to keep going back to what is true. So what I know is, is that even though this wick of peace and joy is there, we have to really seek to remember the substance of what we are living in and the substance in which we are having our beingness in. Because we can get really distracted by a lot of stuff. And it seems like there's an extra amount. So this must be an extra special lesson that we're getting. And we'll get into that a little bit further too. So this is how we glorify the indwelling God. By keeping our wicks burning. Now, this is how we make God look good. I remember uh, when I was very active in theater and my dad would show my reviews to other people and he didn't tell me he was showing them to other people but I found out and I thought why you're gloating and proud of me but you didn't say anything to me well for him it was like it was an an accolade for him because I came through him 
or I came by means of him. So here the association is that because God is in us, then God gets the glory for the good stuff that we do, right? When we reveal it, when we show its face, then we're glorifying God. Now, of course, God doesn't care about that, but that would be the best way to show God appreciation is to reveal its nature. So when we're kind, when we're doing loving things, when we are choosing to see the highest and best in the situation, that's how we're giving God the glory. Another scripture says, no man knows the son, but the father, neither knoweth any man, the father, save for the son. So in that old language is basically saying, nobody knows the father except for the son. How am I going to recognize the presence unless I came from the presence? I was the product of this presence. So I already have my designer genes in me. I recognize it. So just knowing that I am the I am's product means I am the real deal. Even if I forget that I'm the real deal, that doesn't change it. Something inside of me knows God and God recognizes who knows it. And there's a neutral pronoun. God recognizes those who know him because what's happening is there's a constant connection. And when we are truly just connected in the union with the presence, that's our spirit showing. That's our spirit glowing. And so this is how God gets to communicate with us because it knows that we are now open and available to hear it. And so when we recognize our true self, God can come in and continue the dialogue that's already been going on. But now we hear it. You better recognize. So what's happening is God knows the real son. God knows the real daughter. God knows the real child. You know, when you do something that's kind of like what your parents do, your earthly parents do, And they may say, she's her mother's child, or he's his father's child, or whatever the gender might be. Because you do something so like what your mother would do, or you do something so like what your father does all the time. That's how we are when we're showing our God self. We're showing who designed us, who designed me. I was fashioned out of this substance, this God substance. Just like sometimes I hear myself sounding like my mother. I guess boys sometimes hear themselves sounding like their father or girls sometimes hear themselves sounding like their father. Most times, the thing you dislike about him, say it's your father, for example, you've already started doing the same thing that he does or the same thing that he did if he's no longer in the earthly plane. One time they told Jesus, Your mother wants to see you. And Jesus said, who is my mother? Or who is my brother for that matter? Who's my sister? I'll tell you who's my mother or my brother or my sister. He or she who is in harmony with truth. So those are the people. They shared that Christ consciousness. They shared that understanding of their oneness with God. That's how Jesus was able to claim who was a relative of his, it had to do with their consciousness. So only those people 
who recognized truth were the people that he was recognizing as being related to him. Because, of course, we're all related, but unless we are awake to our divine nature, unless we're awake to our spiritual essence, then we can't even recognize who Jesus is. We can't recognize any teacher, leader of a spiritual guidance unless we are tuned into our own spirit. But what about if you're not tuned into your own spirit? What about if you're distracted with worldly things? You might forget that you are heir to the kingdom, that prosperity is your birthright, and that there is no end to your good. Why is there no end to your good? Because Jehovah Jireh, baby, (laughs) God always provides. Do you recognize that the nature of who you are is prosperous? Do you recognize that the nature of who you are is love? is peace, is joy, is freedom. Because if you spot it, you got it. You know, that's what they say when they're talking about if you see something in someone, it's because you already have it. So if I see a beautiful rose, it's the beauty that's in me that recognizes like substance. So now here we are in the midst of all of this eternal goodness. But can we see it? Can we recognize it? I think about the prodigal son and how this son had everything that he could have ever wanted. But there was something stirring inside of him. And he said, just give me my inheritance and I want to go do my thing. I want to do it my way. And he did and he squandered and he got in all kinds of different situations, circumstances and conditions. He got himself in trouble. He got himself in a way where he had lost everything, but he still had a sense of home. He still had an idea that maybe there's a place that he can be taken care of. Maybe there's a place where he can be supported like he used to be. And he remembers how well he used to live when he was there and the pigs were eating better than he was. There's something that happens when we just remember that love is... And love is reliable. And love never leaves or betrays us. Love is always available to us. So that's saying God is always available to us. And so we know the difference when ego is calling and when God is calling. I know the difference. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes I forget who I am. But the good news is that the Father is always willing to welcome you home. Father's always willing to welcome me home when I come to myself and I remember that this is so, then I can go ahead and go home. When I remember that the Father is always available to me, I go to the Father. I remember that there's something that when I turn to it, it turns to me. That's when I remember what is true, what is real, what is eternal in the substance of my being. Now, it doesn't matter about the jealous brother when you get home. What matters is that the father will put a robe on you as soon as he can see you, even from a distance, and get excited about the fact that you're coming back to yourself. You're coming back to your true home. So this is our journey in consciousness. But what it, what happens when we forget? All kinds of stuff goes awry. 
I was listening to Dr. Zach Bush, MD, and he was explaining things. In my father's house, there are many mansions. There's different ways for us to to recognize that. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But say you have a father who is providing for you and everything is going good. And then the father says, you know what? I'm going to need you to take care of this and I'm going to go do some other things. So the father trusts you that you're going to take care of this. And you may for a minute, you may neglect it though. If this planet is the mansion and God said, I just need you to take care of this planet. And you go, yeah, 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 God, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. And then you get distracted and you neglect the earth. You start thinking, well, why won't those plants grow? Let me get some pesticides. The pest must be the problem. The pests are not the problem. You didn't water the plants. So when you see weeds come up, because we have not been taking care of the soil, then other things start to show up like weeds that tell you that the biodiversity is off. You know, there's a biological thing in plants and other living beings, not just in humans. So when we decide, oh, well, you know, we're going to get rid of these weeds and we destroy everything else around it. It's kind of like what chemotherapy does. Instead of just attacking specific cells, it just destroys everything around it. And so us doing this repeatedly with not taking care of the air, not taking care of the water, all of these things, Dr. Bush says the combination of air pollution and all of these chemicals, genetically modified chemicals, not natural stuff that we're putting in the earth, not natural stuff that we're putting in the air, not natural stuff that we're putting in the water, all of these aspects that make up earth, we are polluting. And he predicted that the next pandemic would come to Wuhan, China a year before it did. Why? Because he's been studying microbes. And by studying microbes, he's realized that there will always be different viruses. There are always viruses around and we all may have them. We may be tested with COVID-19 in our system, but that doesn't mean we're going to get sick. We may have HIV in our system, but that doesn't mean we're going to get AIDS. We may have any number, SIRS, any number of these things in our system, but it doesn't mean that we're going to get sick because what happens is we are one with all of life. And unless and until we start taking care of things, things are going to go awry, which is exactly when the earth started rebalancing itself, when we stayed home And when we stayed from being running around, blowing up all kinds of emissions and putting stuff in the air, the air started clearing up. The animals started coming out. They weren't afraid of being chased by predators. Everything was back in balance. We talked about that when Dr. Will Coleman was on. And we're going to keep noticing different threads that come through in all the different ways that We are exploring this thing called magic in our lives to the degree that we can understand that messing up the biodiversity is not natural. And so we have to do what is natural. 
For me, when I'm putting junk in my body all the time, I get sick. My body rejects it. I'll find myself in the bathroom trying to get rid of it. But when I eat live food, when I eat natural food, my body is smiling from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. And I don't have any problems. I don't have to rush to the bathroom. See, we we already know the right thing to do. But when we choose to do something different, just because we want a little extra variety like the prodigal son did, just because we want a little extra experience, a little different than what we've been having all along, we stop taking care of the mansion. And our body temple is representing representing our mansion that we're living in. How are we taking care of this mansion that we're living in? How are we taking care of this mansion? So I act like I don't know God sometimes. When I don't want to forgive, when I don't want to honor myself, when I break my promises to myself about taking care of myself, when I choose to identify myself as the victim, So I can blame my hesitation to grow on someone else or some institution or some choice that somebody else made. I know God is never going to leave me high and dry. God is never going to leave me without setting me up for success in some other way. Because God is always working on helping me to awaken to the real truth. Because there's always something more expansive ahead for us. I lost my job in April. Well, I didn't lose it. It was taken away from me. I can't say that it was stolen. I can say someone else took ownership of something I thought was mine because my name was affiliated with it. But there's only one thing in this thing called life that is eternal, and that is the presence. Sometimes when situations change, we're getting rescued. Sometimes we don't even know we're in the middle of a rescue mission. And it's not us rescuing somebody else. It's God rescuing us. If we don't have sense enough to make a different choice, God will create a situation where you must move out of where you are. I thought I was going home. And somebody started blocking that from happening. And I'm thinking, okay, that's not the direction It just seemed like it was the safe place to go. Mama wanted me there. But it seems like something else is going on. There's got to be a healing in process. There's got to be a greater good available to me. And I was messing around being in victim, being in victim most of this week. Crying about what had been done to me. But my friend David Alt reminded me this morning about the law of polarity. And in that knowing, there are no opposites. Because the blessing can be in the middle of the pain. And we just haven't recognized it yet. So this is where faith kicks in for me. When I got reconnected with that truth. When I got reconnected with the substance of my being. When I got reconnected with what I know is real, beyond any kind of appearances, then I'm knowing that God is still working for my greatest good. 
Because there is no spot where God is not. There is no distinction, for example, between a golf course and a church. Either place you go to on a Sunday, God will still be there. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? There is no place. Psalm 139 will tell you there's no place you can go where God isn't present. Now, there's many places to go to live with God, to recognize the substance, to commune with source. As long as we don't mess it up, sometimes we'll find a way to go off the path that God has prepared for us because we get distracted. That's okay. God's still going to find a way. Even if it takes 100 years or 200 years to replenish what we messed up, there may be a new age that is coming upon us. You know, like the Bronze Age, the Ice Age. You know, when Noah got on that ark, that was one age being phased out. And if you don't want to get phased out, you might want to fade out your ego. We're children of the I am. I am a child of the I am. And you are too. So we can rely on our designer genes to bring us back into our right minds. Sometimes I wake up in my wrong mind. I can't wake up in my right mind because I wouldn't have any reason to wake up. I'd already be awoke. <laughs> I always want to talk about being woke. I always want to talk about what it means to be woke. And we have that twisted too. When we're already awakened, all we have to do is blink and keep moving forward. When the father is in the father, your daddy has got it all together. So when that energy that is leading is aware of his connection with God, all you feel from your Abba is love. And you feel free to love. It's the natural thing to do. And when we keep looking for the Father in each area of our mind, also known as our lives, Our mind is determining what our lives are out picturing to be. So when you are looking for the father in your life, the father will wave back at you. Say, hey, son. Hey, daughter. Hey, child. I love you. And I always will. That's the kind of daddy that I can rely on. That's the kind of love that's eternal. That's real love. That's real talk, y'all. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. The Sacred Heart's Ascension The center of all life is the heart of knowing. The heart beats in celebration of its joy flowing. Infinite peace imbues its being while intuitive light makes for right seeing beyond illusions of fears and woes and acting out conflicts the one mind knows together we're a composite of the one mother the one life expresses in so many ways and human life is just one phase of expanding itself in love and compassion while effects consciousness receives love as a ration Beyond the senses, spirit awakes as you, and life is revealed as fresh, vibrant, and new. Creativity thirsts 
passion bursts. Life releases its power this hour in celebration of soul. Always whole, responding to love's call in honor of the all. This moment, this now, unconcerned with how, the heart is free to be, both she and he, both thee and me, in one. Eternal life transcends, the drama ends, the sacred heart ascends. That's the Sacred Heart's Ascension by Celeste A. Frazier. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Celeste A. Frazier, and this is Mystic Magic. We'll be back next week when my topic will be the indivisible whole, and our guest will be Reverend Alex Escudero, a citizen of the world. Please see our show notes to get more information about today's conversation. If you'd like, you may leave a review. For more podcasts, please subscribe. It's free. If this episode has been good for you, please feel free to support the show. You can find Mystic Magic also at iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other great podcast venues. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. <laughs>